Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Today, uh, we're going to continue with our series on the biblical ways to handle stress. Okay, so mind you, we are now on part three. So in case you missed uh, part one and part two, uh, I suggest, I highly recommend that you uh, take some time to, you know, watch uh, part one, part two uh, after you watch this one. So Good morning and good afternoon to those who will be watching this uh, stream later. And good evening to those who will be watching this uh, tonight. You know, because I just I heard that uh, there are some of our friends who, you know, who, who are so busy, they don't have time to join us live. That is why I also would like to commend and thank Everyone who, you know, who did their best to wake up early and join, <laughs> just like you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, uh, we understand, you know, we, we some of us do um, online work and sometimes uh, they work uh, during the night. And that's why some people uh, are able to watch this uh, online church in the evening okay maybe tonight so regardless the time as long as you you know continue in the lord and you continue to feed yourselves through your devotionals and at the same time as a church online okay so as of the moment uh, this is the platform uh, that we can we can do and the good thing about this uh, is that uh, it's borderless now. You know, it, the church is not confined within the four corners of its walls. But instead, uh, people from all walks of life, from wherever you are in the world for as long as you're online, and if you happen to, you know, uh, browse and, you know, you... you found our link or somebody shared with you our link then uh you know uh feed on it <laughs> okay because we it is our commitment to deliver to you nothing but the truth okay <laughs> just <laughs> we bring the church to your homes and we deliver nothing but the truth so okay so praise the lord i lack sleep because uh, i just would like to tell you that uh, the world is uh, getting more crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, if you study, look at the news, do some research, you know, there's so much. So until early this morning, maybe I slept at around between 3 to 4 a.m. Uh, just trying to get more information about what's going on. And it's really a stressful <laughs> Times, all right, uh, and if you see the trend, you know, with with what's happening around the world, you don't see that uh, it's gonna be good. Okay, it's gonna go from worse to worse. So that is why uh, the more uh, 
I see the accuracy of the Bible. Yeah, I mean, Bible prophecies because uh, this is where it's heading. You know, we, we, it's like uh, we're getting nearer. So Jesus mentioned in the Gospels concerning, mentioned about the, the uh, birth pains. Okay, this is the beginning of birth pains. And we see all the signs that mentioned. And then the next sign, you know what? You know, you know it's going to be persecutions. Uh, and we see a door of how it could also happen, start to, you know, how it will unfold, how, you know, the, the possibilities, the tendencies, okay, we, we can see it now. And uh, uh, we can, you know, predict what uh, the repercussions or the, the recoil of, you know, what's happening in the Middle East right now. Uh, what could be the consequence for all the suggested uh, ideas and moves. And guess what? Uh, I was reflecting this morning, um, like, you know, what happened to China reached the islands of the Philippines. If you notice, like, you know, December of uh, 2019, I think the coronavirus thing started there. Uh, it, it was in the news but no one thought that it's going to reach our islands, you know. But then uh, the next year, <laughs> and still here. So, you know, so uh, that, that's why uh, when they mention about uh, praying for Afghanistan, uh, we really need to pray for not just for Afghanistan, but for <laughs> the rest of the countries, okay, and for us. So, you know, just think about it. Like, uh, um, are we prepared for it? What if the, the lot falls on our lap? You know, what would it look like? So, so this is my point. At least we have time to talk about handling stress. Because if uh, we were in the shoe of the brethren of you know, those who are in Afghanistan, well, it's, I believe they're, they're into a lot of stress, you know, right now. And I just can't imagine how, how uh, a lot of, especially those who are new believers in Christ, you know, how, how, how does it feel to be in a place where uh, it's, you know, you, you live in a place where those who rule hates Christianity, okay? Hates the Bible. So uh, now uh, it's not a surprise because uh, it was prophesied. It's going to happen. It was, it's it's going to be permitted. But this is the time where uh, our faith is being tested and uh, we'll see who the real Christians are, okay? So... When, when there is uh, pain and there the pressure, and then uh, people will really pick sides. They will choose sides. So, uh, but my goal now is to help uh, believers um, learn how to handle stress. Because I tell you, uh, we just can't uh, belittle emotional stress. Okay, this is very important. Some people say, oh, that's just your emotion. You know, emotion can affect 
how you behave. Because if you are, you know, uh, you are hurt, you know, by somebody, it will have a consequence or repercussion to your behavior. <laughs> okay? So, uh, you cannot, and in fact, one of the things that's so hard to control is our emotions, our heart. You cannot tell your heart, you cannot dictate your heart, hey, I command you, you heart, I command you, I tell you, do not get hurt. You know, you, you just can't say that to your heart because when your heart, you know, if you hear somebody, especially if that somebody is close to you, you know them personally, and they make a negative comment about you, they criticize you, they, they, they speak at your back against you, and it's going to hurt. It will hurt, you know? And that is, why, um, that is why this topic is very important because a lot of people, besides the stress that this pandemic has brought us, we believe that, you know, there will be more stressors and stressors uh, even if we just, you know, just watch the news, you see a lot of stress. So our world is full of stress, and uh, I believe it's high time for us to, you know, talk about biblical ways to handle stress. You know, we, we are in combat right now, but we are combating the works of the enemy, for the days are evil, okay? Um, all right, so Father, we thank you. Let it be about you and about your word because, Lord, you are our greatest teacher. So help us, Lord. Even, Lord, we pray that everyone who are watching, who are listening to this preaching right now, be blessed, Lord. May you speak to their hearts. We, Lord, uh, we are just your conduit. So let your anointing flow speak to the hearts of men because just like in our previous uh, um, messages, Lord, concerning uh, previous episodes on this uh, series on, on handling uh, stress. Lord, there is so much wisdom and insights uh, that we can learn, we can get, Lord, to help us overcome stress. And so today, Lord, as we begin with uh, part three of this series, May you speak to our hearts once again. Help me, Lord. Uh, speak to my heart. Control my heart and my mind and my mouth. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. So number five, we, we begin with one word. <laughs> Point number five is forgive. Okay? Last week, uh, we mentioned to you about... Uh, What's the heaviest load that a Christian can carry, you know, and will, you know, cause a lot of stress, you know, for a believer, okay? That's sin, okay? Unconfessed sin, those secret and hidden sins. So when we pamper, when we baby our sins, that's, that's a big problem because you will have an unbearable conviction from the Holy Spirit. And you cannot have a good sleep because you will be reminded of these sins unless you repent. And, and uh, that's why we don't want you, brethren, to be stressed. That's why we emphasized that last week. That's why please don't miss it. 
you know, part one, don't miss part one, don't miss part two. Now, this is part three, which is also important. What if somebody sinned against you? So now uh, we are on this perspective where we are the offended. Okay? So as uh, a person who is offended by somebody, what would you do? Okay? So one of the best moves, this is actually a gift for yourself, you know? <laughs> you forgive. I remember that there was a song from Hosanna Integrity about forgive, but uh, I don't, uh, I don't remember the chorus. But it has the 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 song is mentioned the word forgive, something like that. Okay, <laughs> and it's true. <clears throat> the song is is a good song about forgiveness, you know, by Hosanna Integrity. But anyway, um, forgive, release forgiveness, or let go of the past. Sometimes. You don't just forgive others, but, you know, you have to forgive yourself because there are some people, you know, that happened to me many times. Because this is truth. Listen to this. There are things in the past, you know, that we did, we've done, whether intentional or not intentional, okay, that... If we are reminded about those things, the effect is this. You realize that there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you, 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 you've done foolish things in the past. You've done stupid things in the past. And then, and then you re recall those foolish things you did. And then you, you, you say to yourself, it cannot be undone. You know, you cannot undo it, right? And so what do you do? Will you condemn yourself? You know? And, and, and um, will you allow the past to uh, cripple you of moving forward, of, of, you know, flapping your wings? Will you allow the past to uh, um, keep you at bay? No. You have to forgive yourself and move on, right? So this forgiveness, you know, you have to forgive not just others, not just those who have offended you, but also you need to forgive yourself from, from you know, doing foolish things, stupid things, uh, from hurting others, from <laughs> offending others, right? Uh because you know what? If you cannot forgive yourself, you will have a hard time forgiving others. Because you yourself are not set, is not set free. You must be set free first so that you can help others be set free too. Okay? Because those people who cannot forgive themselves from what they repented of already, you know, the, the next thing that will happen to them is they become, be, be, you know, they, they have this, uh, because of the grudges they're, they're trying to hold on in them, it will result to anger. And so they, they, they get easily angered and, and they lose their temper. Uh, and what happens is that, you know, sira araw nila lagi, you know. So they're always angry, they're angry angry about other people around them and it's not going to help. Okay? You're going to lose some friends, relationships. Uh, everybody will be hurt. Hurting people 
hurt others. That is why it's very important for you to forgive. All right? So now, forgive. Release forgiveness. Let go of the past. Now let's focus now on what Jesus said, okay? We are commanded to forgive not 77 times or 70 times 7, which is equals to 490 times. I mean, look, who did you forgive 490 times a day? <laughs> no one, right? But you see, if you try to do the math, that is not the point in what Jesus taught in, in the Gospels, okay? But the Lord Jesus said that we should always forgive. That's the context. So meaning to say we have to forgive again and again our brethren when they sinned against us, okay? We find that scripture in Matthew 18, uh, verses 21 to 22. And by the way, the number sevens often signifies completeness and or perfection. Meaning to say it's infinity, okay? So sometimes you have to interpret scriptures not by the uh, literal meaning of it, okay? But you have to uh, lean or consider the, the culture, okay? The, the, the Jewish background on what, I mean, because in a, even in their uh, alphabetical characters, you know, every uh, character has its own meaning, uh, its own number, and the value. So they have a unique, uh, unique uh, alphabet. Or <laughs> okay, um, that is why uh, when there is the word seven, especially if the Lord mentions uh, the 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 number seven many times, then you know it's like uh, He wants us to be perfect like his heavenly father although we're not perfect but at least we try we're on our way you know to perfection because he who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it and when we are in the lord okay then we are made perfect okay one day we will be changed to immortality so you know what i mean so okay matthew 18 okay uh says Verse 21, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. Okay. So the Lord answered in verse 22, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times seven. It's like you are multiplying what? Actually, the point is the number seven. <laughs> you know, it's like multiplying it. He said that if you can do seven, not just that, you know, do more. So when, seven uh, signifies what? Completeness, okay? S often signifies in a Jewish um, version or whatever, <laughs> as uh, uh, the meaning is perfection. It's a perfect, it's complete. So you can be a complete person, Okay. So you, that's why Jesus said, be, for, be perfect just as your heavenly father is perfect. He wants you to understand that this is God's way to do it. Okay, what would Jesus do? He will forgive. Okay, now uh, contrary to what most people think, you know, I will tell you, God is a forgiving God. Okay, most people think that God is, a, that we, we serve a short-tempered God who 
hardly uh, forgive his people when they sin. But no, it's not true. God is a forgiving God. Now, there are also others who are in the other uh, stream or an extreme, <laughs> okay, who believes that God is a forgiving God. And that is true, but because of their belief that God is a forgiving God, they abuse it. You know, they, 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 it's like uh, they, they sin throughout the week and then just before they worship the Lord on Sunday morning, they, they repent, you know. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, just keep on sinning. And then anyway, uh, before we worship on Sunday, I will just repent, okay. So that is not a good thing. Although God will forgive, surely forgive. But, you know, you have caused a lot of woundings in your heart. I mean, in your relationship with the Lord. He will not let go of you, of course. He loves you. You are his child. That's not going to change. But then it's something else when we do not grow from our mistakes. So God allows us to, to somehow to commit mistakes so we know that it's a mistake, that it's wrong. So, I mean, you know, you can stumble and fall, but rise up and repent. But it's a stupid thing, really, if you keep going back to the same pit fall on the same pit. You know why? Because, you see, in the Lord, sinning is, is a choice. It's an option. If you're not in the Lord, sinning is normal, right? Uh, it's You're obliged to sin. That's in the book of Romans. But in the Lord, you're no longer obliged to sin. You, Jesus has had, you know, he freed you from the power of sin. That is now, that you are no longer a slave to sin, because in Christ, you are a slave to righteousness. Okay, you read the book of Romans. Now, that is not my topic. But the, the thing is this, that God forgives our sin. Okay, so let me, in, uh, let me show you um, that uh, the Lord is really a forgiving God. Okay, um, like, for instance, the, what we just read, Matthew 18, why would the Lord teach these disciples to forgive always? To be perfect just as His Father is perfect. Why would God, why would Jesus tell His disciples, just forgive, keep forgiving, okay? Be always forgiving. Why is that? Because forgiving sinners is something that He loves to do, okay? He wants to forgive because of his agape love. Remember this. Forgiving, forgiveness is a result of love. And God is love. What kind of love? Agape. Meaning to say it's an unconditional love. When you have an unconditional love, you cannot help yourself but forgive. Okay? So you must understand why and where is this coming from? Where is this forgiving thing comes from okay it's coming from this unconditional never-ending love that's why the lord is moved to forgive his people when they sin when they fall to sin okay so it will always move to god to forgive offenders that is why again he is known as a god who forgives he's a forgiving god god is a forgiving god but here's a question how forgiving is he? How forgiving is he? Okay, the answer is this. Uh, 
people who simply believe. Okay? Those people who, who had faith in the Lord Jesus Christ were forgiven even if they don't ask for it. Let me repeat that. Okay? If you are a sinner and you put your faith in the Lord, you say, I believe that Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. He came so he can represent us. He died in the cross, rose from the to forgive my sins. Okay? He died to pay for my sins. The moment you believe in Jesus, at that very moment, he will forgive you, even if you don't ask for it. So what? Of course, uh, we as Christians, we are encouraged to repent, okay? Uh, the Bible says, um, oh, what's that again? I forgot. Anyway, <laughs> we have to repent. We're encouraged to repent. to forgive. But what we're trying to point out at this, at this point <laughs> is that how forgiving is he? Okay? We just want to, you know, make a, a gauge, okay, of how, I mean, how sensitive is God to forgiving people? It's like, um, how what? How quick, yeah, that's, that's a good word. Thank you, Ate Pauline. How quick God forgives his people who believes in him. The moment you put your faith in the Lord, he will forgive you. I mean, imagine what kind of God is this. No wonder, listen up, no wonder when his disciples ask, Lord, how many times should we forgive those who have sinned against us? Seven times? He said, no, 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 no. Seven, what's that again? Seven times? Seven. Okay, but seven, 77 times in other versions. So the point is this, that be perfect. I mean, keep on forgiving them. That's the point. Okay? Don't count. Just forgive all the way. Okay? Why? Because that is who He is. That is His nature. God is love. Okay? What kind of love? Unconditional love. That's why He grants us grace. Or what is grace? Unmerited favor. You, we do not deserve this favor. Okay? How could that happen? Because of His unconditional love. That's why... He can quickly forgive. You believe in Jesus, your sins will be forgiven. I'm, I mean, Brother Armand, do you have a, a supporting scripture for that? Now, let's read Matthew 9, beginning from verse 1 to 2. It says, Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man, Lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Now tell me, where in that passage can you find that this man asked Jesus for forgiveness? Did he say, Lord, please forgive my sins? No, 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 no. Okay? Because Jesus can read your heart and your mind. So when Jesus saw their faith, okay, Actually, everyone had faith. I mean, those people who helped this paralyzed man, you know, when they brought down the, the, the paralyzed man, all of them had faith. But he was talking to the paralyzed man and he said, Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. Wow. He never asked for it. 
but he was forgiven. That's good, right? That's good. Now, Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. It says, A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left. No social distancing. Okay, this verse 2. Not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Okay? Some, verse 3, some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Four of them. So five all, including the paralyzed man. Verse 4, since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the man the, uh, the mat the man was lying on okay when Jesus saw their faith he said to the paralyzed man son your sins are forgiven so you see both Matthew and Mark okay observed witnessed okay the 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 incident the event so they saw it and they heard what Jesus said he said, your sins are forgiven. Last, last scripture, Luke chapter 5, 17. One day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Okay? Some men, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles, through the tiles, into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. So, okay, so the point is, he will forgive. He is excited to forgive your sins. Okay? <laughs> but in, in, in the Ephesus, in the Gospels, uh, in the New Testament, uh, we are encouraged to repent of our sins. Okay? Don't just rely, oh, anyway, the Lord will forgive my sins. No, don't rely on that point. But it's good to know that the Lord is excited to forgive our sins. Okay? The good thing about you coming to repentance is that that is a, a gesture of humility. That's a gesture of, you know, humbling yourself and say, God, I recognize, I acknowledge my sin, forgive me. Okay? Now, there is a difference between forgive me and I'm sorry. Okay? When you say I'm sorry, uh, that was unintentional. I'm sorry. Okay? But when you say forgive me, that is something that you accept and something that you want to change from. Okay, so when you say, forgive me, uh, forgive me, I will do my best not to do it again. Okay, so the, that's why for, in the Bible, does not say I'm sorry. Okay, Jesus never said you tell the, you know, people I'm sorry. It's not like that. You have to say, you have, it, it, the word is for, forgiveness. You have to forgive. Okay, so when you say sorry, because that was in unintentional, right? But when you say, forgive me, Lord, I did it. I humbled myself. Forgive me. Okay, so that's uh, what... Um, 
that's point number five, okay? About forgiving others and forgiving yourself. I hope you, you're, you know, you, you were encouraged with that point where that uh, Jesus is uh, a forgiving God. Amen. That's, and, and the point, the reason why he taught his disciples to forgive, you know, to keep on forgiving, you know, because that is who he is. Okay, so don't be condemned. Condemnation comes from the devil. What comes from the Holy Spirit is conviction. So when you are convicted of sin, you've done something wrong, and then you feel heavy inside, you're convicted, you are, you are like uh, being led to, to repentance. That's the Holy Spirit. That's not condemnation. Okay, that's not condemnation. So be glad that you are saved, you're born again, because the Holy Spirit lives inside you. The problem is this, when you sin and you keep, you know, you, you walk in sin, you live in sin, and it doesn't bother you, then you have a problem if it doesn't bother you. Because if you lose the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, then you might think, just like in the book of Romans, in the Old Testament, and to some people where the Bible mentions about, uh, uh, about uh, uh, the Lord has, what's that again? Giving them up. The Lord gave them over. That's, that's the word. Because, you know, their hearts were hard. He doubted them. The Lord gave them over. Because they worship other gods, the Lord gave them over. Read Romans chapter 1. So you will understand that God can give you up, you know, so that, who knows, you will, you know, your pain, your, 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 your struggles, the, the consequences of sin might bring you back. Okay? It might bring, that's why in the book of Corinthians, uh, what is that word again? I forgot. The, that affliction, uh, godly sorrow. Okay, that's in the book of uh, Corinthians. It says, godly sorrow will bring us or will lead us to repentance. Again, godly sorrow will bring us to repentance. That's why if you are, you know, kung di good ka, you know, in Cebuano, if, if you don't want it, then bahala ka. It's like, Kung diin mo gusto, suportaan taka. It's something like that. No? So, kung hindi kayo magpapigil, you know, ayaw mo magpapigil, then okay. The Lord will not force you. If, if you know, you don't want to follow the ways of the Lord, He will not force you. But listen, if the Lord gave you over, you will have a messy life. It's gonna be a hard life. You will not have peace. Because first, sin is a heavy burden. Remember, part two of this series, I, ex I expounded that. Okay? So listen to last week's uh, stream message. Alright? So uh, today, let me encourage you. Do not let God, you know, you know, do not let this thing happen to you where, you know, there is, you know, God will give you over. Because... Because you don't want to yield to him. Okay? So, friends, ladies and gentlemen, forgive. Okay? Because God is ready to forgive you also. Amen. Because if you don't forgive, your sins will not be forgiven. That's what Jesus said. That's why he said, those who have not sinned, throw the first stone. Now, if you have sinned, then you ought to forgive other people. 
Because we all are sinners in the sight of God. We all have sinned. What right have we to judge or stone other people? Or point a finger to them and say, Hey, you are this, you are that, you are this, you are that. No right at all. Because all have sinned. That's what the Bible says. Because if you claim you have not sinned, well, you're saying that the Bible is wrong. Okay? So we're all sinners. We are, we, we're not to judge. Let God be the judge. But we are instructed to what? Instead of criticizing, forgive. Amen? I mean, we human beings as we are, we just can't, we're not perfect. You know, when I watched the news, I said, oh my, this leader should have, you know, something like that. And then later I realized, okay, that's what they want to do. So I cannot dictate, you know, what others uh, might do. Okay, so I, I pray, Lord, Lord, there are things that I cannot do. You know, I cannot make people believe what I say or what I share from the word. I cannot force them. Okay, to behave the way the, the Bible wants them to behave. Okay, <laughs> but only you can speak to their hearts. And if they choose otherwise, then it's up to them. They are going to uh, answer that, be accountable to you on that day. Okay, so Lord, I, I release my case. You know, I, I <laughs> Lord, I, I lift it up. I cast my case. I mean, I... Cast my cares to you. All right, so that's point number five. Let's go to point number six. For those in pain. Okay, now we're going deeper and deeper. For those of you who are in pain right now, okay, or emotionally hurting, okay? Those of you who are emotionally hurting, okay, this is for you, point number six. And if you know someone who is emotionally hurting, why not? You know, copy the link and send them the link. Okay, at any uh, uh, social media platforms, uh, as long as you can send the link, I believe it will lead them to their to this account, uh, to our uh, live stream, so that they will be encouraged. Okay, so again, for those of you who are emotionally hurting, cry the night away. Wow, cry the night away. When your pain is beyond words, I know what I'm talking about because I, I've been through this when I was uh, in college, when, when I, I got grounded. <laughs> and I just can't describe in prayer. So it's useless to pray because I really cannot pray. Once I begin to open my mouth in prayer, I will start crying because it's beyond words. It's something that's so painful inside where you feel all your friends in church doesn't like you. They evade you. It's like you have leprosy and then everybody is, you know, in your presence, they just uh, flee. <laughs> so anyway, when your pain is beyond words, you may cry the entire evening. I'm not saying you just cry and you, you, you know, you... <laughs> you look at the, you time yourself. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, for as long as you want, you know, as long as the pain is there, you just cry. I mean, pour out your heart to the Lord. 
Okay? Express your feelings to God in prayer. He knows how hurting you are. And crying is part of life's training to fend emotional pain and sufferings. Now, listen to this. This is very important. Meaning to say, you know, the, the trials that we go through, trials that will cause us pain and emotional suffering, and then the crying moments of our lives, and, 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 and the comfort that we, we receive from God through our pain, through the trials, is actually part of our training. You might be surprised, what? Is that really true? We, we will read that in scriptures uh, later. It says, and the suffering is, and suffering is part of life's training to help us develop emotional strength. You become stronger actually through the, the things that we suffer. If we respond properly, remember that. Because if you do not respond properly, it will destroy your life. It will destroy your character everything will be ugly, okay? That is if you do not respond. But if you respond according to the ways of the Lord, then it will do you good, all right? It will do you good. It will develop what? Emotional strength or endurance. In, in NIV, it says patient endurance. So meaning to say, you see your character, will be, you will be more patient. You know, before you have this level of trial and then, you know, you, you're, freaking out already, you're in panic mode, okay? But, you know, if you are used to this, you know, then God will allow bigger trials, bigger and bigger. <laughs> and then when you're trained and you look at, you know, when, when you hear other people go through the same thing, you say, okay, I've been there. So now you have something to encourage those who are starting with their mini trials, okay? <laughs> Why is that? Because you've been there. You have something to share with them. That's why it's good to go through some sort of emotional sufferings, okay? That is also for the sake of others and for your sake because you are being trained emotionally. So let me explain this because, you know, sometimes, sometimes, I mean, not sometimes, people ask nowadays, if God is love, where is he? If God is love, why am I going through these sufferings? I mean, it's like, you know, during the time of Job, Job's three friends were wrong. The whole time they advised Job about, oh, maybe you've done this, maybe you did this to God, because God will not allow this if you did not offend God, or, you know, you've not sinned, and, and they were all wrong. Okay? But God was boasting, was proud about Job's integrity, Loyalty, okay, and that Job fears God. And after the trials, when he overcame, after Job's uh, uh, win, okay, uh, with flying colors, okay, he overcame the trials. God blessed him double, double the blessing, blessings, and not just that, but he became more faithful. And stronger, his faith was stronger to God. Now, he realized, you read Job chapter 42, uh, he answered God with wisdom. He had a lot of realization. Job, who is already 
close to God and he fears God. But in Job chapter 42, he gained more wisdom out of the sufferings he suffered. Okay? He gained more wisdom. You read with the wisdom, uh, the, the, the Job, the knowledge that he learned through his painful experience. Okay? So this is, this is actually part of our training, the pain. The, the, the emotional sufferings, you know, when we, we lost a lo- a lo- our loved one, it can cause us pain because we, we feel sad, you know, if we are bereaved. And we, we feel sad because we say goodbye to our family member. But on the other side, those who have gone ahead of us, those who are in paradise of God, in heaven, they are excited to meet their our loved one who just left us. But on the other side, even the Lord is, you know, excited to meet. Uh, that's why uh, uh, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. Because for those who died ahead of us, the process of saving them is already complete, is fulfilled. Because now they are no longer confined in the flesh, a sinful flesh. But now, in the abode, in the domain of God where they are fully secured and happy forever. <laughs> they don't have to worry about what's happening in the Middle East and the government is gonna, who's going to run for the office, uh, the, the highest office in the country, who's, you know, the, the, the different uh, types of uh, governance and... and, and, and uh, no problem. Once you are there, wow, hallelujah. But don't go there until your mission is done. Okay, you have to do your part. We are ambassadors, okay? And as amb- ambassadors of Christ, we are to promote who God is. God is our provider. Amen. God is our healer. Okay? And I I like to sing that song. Uh but I don't think I gave you the lyrics, right? <laughs> but I posted it in my uh, my Facebook page where uh, it's the, the title is More Than Enough. So when, when uh, it's an old song, by the way. You grew up with old songs, right? <laughs> with old people, I grew up with. <laughs> so, but this song is, is so true. It, it, it's like a summary of the Bible. In fact, early this morning, I was listening to Don Moen. Six months ago, he sang the song, um, um, You are the God that healeth me. What's the title? Of it? You are the Lord, my healer. Yes. You sent you. Yes. And, and, and uh, in the middle of that song, he, he prayed and, and, and gave a little exhortation. And, and I agree, okay? I agree with um, what Don Moen said. You know, I agree with Don Moen that God's word and God's name are more powerful than any disease that you can name, okay? Including coronavirus. He mentioned that. He mentioned that. So I want you to listen to his prayer and encouragement in that song, okay? So it, it's a good one. So... Um, Anyway, uh, going back to our topic. Bakit ako nakarating doon? Yeah, we, yeah I, I, I don't see the connection now. So, now, uh, did I finish this one? Develop strength and endurance and help us learn obedience. 
Okay? I did not include the life of Job here, but uh, but I already mentioned that. Okay? Job 42 and following. Uh, following. Okay. I just want to save it. Okay? These are insights that... Uh, um, spontaneous insights that God is giving us today. Okay? So remember, we prayed that God use us. So I'm not just following my uh, lineup. I don't want to be a structure, to have a structured message. I open, I am open to the works of the Holy Spirit. That's why I am not following the homiletics thing. I'm sorry. We teach homiletics uh, in Bible school. <laughs> But in the actual practice, we want to hear <laughs> from Him. Because, you know, the Lord can change your topic at any time, at any moment. You know, many times I prepared, I, I, I made, gave a lot of effort to prepare my message. I was so ready. But then Sunday morning came and said, there's a new message. And then I have to write a new message to do a right, uh, lineup and then preach. You have to obey the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows the need of the people for the hour. We don't. We might have good devotional and out of our devotionals, we have insights. So I write it in my phone. You know, oh, th th this is a good message for Sunday. So I have a lot of things here, but I really don't, you know, in the actual uh, uh, Sunday preaching, I preach another thing. So <laughs> it's up to God. So whatever He convicts me, whatever is in my heart right now, even if I have other topics, Okay, I prefer to share whatever uh, that is uh, that I feel uh, inspired of the Lord at the moment. So, okay, let's uh, read the scripture. Psalm, Psalm, uh, not 100. Psalms ver chapter 30, verse 5, verse, uh, verse 4 to 5. Sing the praises of the Lord, you, his faithful people. Praise His holy name. So this is referring to His people. Okay? Remember that. Referring to His people. Verse 5. For His anger lasts only a moment, but His favor lasts a lifetime. Now here's the thing. The Lord is angry with His people, of course. You have to read the Old Testament when especially you read the book, The Kings. Okay? Uh, what's that? The book of Kings? <laughs> First Kings and Second Kings. Okay, no Third Kings. First Kings Kings. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Read it or listen to it uh, through your audio Bible. Listen. It depends on the leader. When the, le when, when the king is pro-idolatry and it provokes God to anger. And that's why God is provoked to anger. Okay? But when his people repents, You know, God is going to relent from this judgment and anger and, 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 and God is going to bring relief to His people. Okay, so when the Bible says, for His anger lasts for a moment. Oh, okay, of course, what is moment for God? Okay, now you're thinking, oh, one day is a, a thousand years. <laughs> so what's the point? Anyway, it doesn't matter, okay? Uh, yeah, it's not about the number, correct. The point is this is that you don't want God to be angry with you. 
True. <laughs> right, it's true. You don't want him, okay, to be hurt. That's why fear God. If you fear him, you love him. If you love him, you don't want to hurt him. Okay? So, listen people. His anger lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. You want to be on his side. Now, this is the last part of verse 5. It says, Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Again, Weeping may last for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. You see, weeping or crying is part of God's, I mean, it is God's way to comfort us. He gave us this mechanism in our emotion. It's, it's, it's something in our emotion that he, that he built in so that when there is, you know, if you're a mechanical or technical or person, uh, there is a, a, what we call a plug, you know. A, let's say um, you're creating an irrigation system or, you know, when the water reaches above the level, it, it has something that will shut up, shut off. Or the, and also there is something that, uh, uh, that will control the overflow. Okay, so there is a valve that when it reaches here, it shuts down, but at the same time, there is an overflow just in case the, the rain will come, you know. So it shuts down, okay, the water through the inlet shuts down, but because of the rain, it will still fill up the, the container, okay, or the, the whatever you have, okay. So, so there is another valve that controls the overflow. So you see, that is the crying thing. Okay, when, when there's so much pressure in your emotion, you, can, you cannot hold it in. It's beyond words, okay? And you're, 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 you're so hurting. And there is this valve called cry. <laughs> cry the night away. <laughs> okay? So you do not, you know, you do not fall to the ground and die. You don't need to die. You just have to cry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't have to die you just need to cry okay so so that's it you read that psalms 30 verse 5 4 and 5 right so second corinthians chapter 1 verse 3 to 7 praise be to the god and father of our lord jesus christ the father of compassion and of god of all comfort oh listen to this the father of what compassion or mercy and the God of what? All comfort. Whoa. Verse 4, who comforts us in all our troubles. In how, how many troubles? Some troubles? No, 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 no. It says in all our troubles. So God is a comforting God. He is not just a forgiving God, but He is a God who comforts us. Friend, if you are going through something, He wants to comfort you right now. But listen up. Let me finish this. Uh, God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's why I told you we go through some sufferings and pain and trials so that next time when somebody who is uh, 
starting with their spiritual journey, <laughs> stumbles on this same uh, pit, you know how to help them. The comfort you receive, you will share the same comfort, meaning to say you're going to mentor them, you're going to encourage them. Okay? So comfort has a lot of uh, synonym okay, in, in the Bible. Now listen, let's continue that. Uh, we are now in, so that he, we can comfort. Okay, verse 5, For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. What? Now, the word suffering is here. And then, comfort abounds through Christ. Of course, we are comforted because no matter how painful or, you know, the atrocity that they did when they crucified our Lord, I mean, he did it. He overcame. And so, if you look at your pain compared to the pain that Jesus went through, comparing your struggle to what Jesus struggled before, so you see, your struggle will what? <laughs> will shrink. <laughs> okay? So you compare, you know, when they crucified Jesus, the torture and all the beatings and Everything that happened during that crucifixion compared to your trial right now, then you are comforted because why? Because it, it doesn't measure up with, with what he went through, right? So let's continue with the verse. Verse 6 says, If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. Okay, why is that? Because, you know, Paul, the apostle, were risking their lives to preach the gospel. Okay, because, you know, everyone who will, who is a disciple of Christ, who preached that Jesus is the resurrection and the life, will be persecuted or executed during that time. That's why they risk, risk themselves for our salvation. Okay, and if we are comforted, Paul said, it is for your comfort. Oh, what is this? This is confusing. Okay, but that's not, that is not confusing when you complete the sentence. It says, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. So now you understand the comfort and the sufferings. So when they are comforted, why are, they, why are the, uh, the, the apostles comforted? And it is for your comfort because now they see that the Lord is working in your life through your sufferings. Meaning to say, what they went through, you are going through it at the present day. Okay? So it's like, it's like following, follow the leader. <laughs> okay? If Jesus suffered, we will suffer. So listen, verse 7, And our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also we sh you share in our comfort. Now, let me explain this. Now, do not uh, uh, confuse your brain, okay? I mean, you know, it's, it's as simple as this, okay? Let's, let's just see it in, in a way where we can apply them, okay? It's like this. If you're suffering, then you need comfort, correct? Okay. If you need comfort, that is because you went through some sort of suffering, Right? Because if you're not suffering, you don't need comfort. If you're rejoicing and so happy, you don't need comfort because you're ha already happy. You need comfort because you're not happy. Okay? So, can we just, you know, uh, 
So the point is this. What is the purpose of our sufferings? You know, I, I shared this yesterday, uh, especially that uh, Pastor Knox, um, you know, is one of a, a coach. He is a certified coach and he, he um, mentor athletes, new or old, whatever. Okay, so he, he was trained. Uh, he knew about nutrition, about, you know, how to develop endurance, uh, strength, uh, things like that. Okay, what to do when you, you have a knee problem, injuries, you know, so that is what they do. The coach, uh, like uh, uh, Jeffrey and Nolan, uh, uh, we're, they're knowledgeable of, I mean, with that, uh, the fitness and health thing. Okay, so here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Athletes train and experience pain through their training, especially if it's a strict training. Remember, when I was in high school, I, I, I'm into cycling. Okay, so um, I'm... Um, familiar with with these things okay cycling road bikes uh, mountain bikes in fact i like bikes than motorcycle and and and, and four-wheel cars i don't know i, I like two wheels because you, you can exercise uh, the the happy hormone is activated and you feel good you know and then you reach uh, places destinations not so quick, very slow because you're on bike too, you know. But the thing is this, uh, and I also, uh, I also tried uh, running. So, you know, joined 21 kilometers, uh, 42 kilometers, you know, things like that. When you prepare for a marathon, you know, I, I, I remember I was running like at least around 15 kilometers daily in preparation so no matter how much food I eat, you know, you know, I, I, I don't grow big. <laughs> if you run 15 kilometers every day, <laughs> okay, except on Sundays and you know, days that I'm so busy. But, you know, here's the thing. During the, my training days, you know, this is what I experienced. I experienced like my, the, my toes, you know, the, the nails gets you know black because of the clot of uh, blood clot <laughs> on on your nails so you have to cut your nails correctly if it's too uh what do you call that too masyadong maikli too short it will cause pain because it's it will stretch your uh skin and the 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 nail Okay, there's always impact, you know, when you stride. Every stride, poop, poop, poop. So, training is painful, my friend. And then your knee and the heat of the sun, there's so much pain and suffering through the training. But, listen up, ho, ho, ho. But, coaches, you know, those who are professional runners and, and those who give mentor mentoring, through the internet, through through the, the an actual um, coach in in the gym, maybe they comfort us. They say, "Oh, don't stop. You can do it. It's okay, right? How about your coach in boxing? It's okay. Yes. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I I remembered when I was training in Aikido before. You know, my my 
my uh, the master of you know he told me, are you okay can you still uh, you know can we still continue and he said, I said yes sir yes sir but when i return home i i look at the mirror and start to cry because i, I see my hands my my nerves and and it's it's red <laughs> it's all in red <laughs> oh yes and i always the, he will always throw me to the ground you understand what's ikido it means i said oh man but listen up friends training is hard cause you a lot of pain pain but get, listen up did i learn something oh yeah did i cope up with all the injuries my knee injuries yeah that's the good thing about comfort you suffer and then you need comfort and then the result is what then now i can run longer because i develop endurance now you understand first corinthians i mean second corinthians chapter 1 3 to 7 we just read that okay because our sufferings and the god of comfort together working together to produce in us patient endurance okay that's why some people say oh i cannot run uh one kilometer two three kilometers very you know it's very far no before yeah it's really really far but if you're trained to run for a marathon or ultra marathon well that's sure three kilometers is what is that far three kilometers oh no <laughs> that's within the warm-up uh, uh, distance okay so here's here's the thing friends now i hope you appreciate the sufferings you're going through right now it will accomplish you good if 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 you respond according to the ways of the lord and if you do not do it god's way you will be in perfect mess okay <laughs> it will not be good it's not gonna go well with you if you don't do it god's way remember that okay but i want you also to remember that sufferings pain okay has a purpose it will train us to what again to develop endurance so just like the analogy that i shared with you about uh running you know marathon and training and pain and the mentoring the comfort that you get uh, from your coach he will the coach will tell you these are the do do those and don'ts okay don't eat this uh, so he will restrict you with so many things and it's comfort <laughs> okay so when i tell you especially now that we're encouraged to stay home through the quarantine indefinite quarantine uh, when i tell you eat only what you need eat healthy please don't be offended okay this is part of the training so you don't get sick hey 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 all right so amen, amen. thank you thank you for that amen i heard that um okay so i hope uh that's the point okay guys aha uh, aha 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 night away right so, i mean we have we still have uh, a few uh, passages of scripture so hebrews chapter 5 7 to 8 now let us see what is the effect uh and the the, the thing that we can learn from our lord jesus christ say hebrews chapter 5 verse 7 to 8 says during the days of jesus life on earth he offered up prayer prayers 
and petitions with fervent what? With fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. Remember, he became man, okay? To represent man on earth, okay? So to defeat sin and death. That's why he has to become man to be the perfect offering. He became, Jesus was God's perfect offering for our sin so that through him, you can be forgiven and saved. Okay, so he cried out to God, the Father. And he was heard because of his what? Reverend submission. So now you see uh, humility. Reverend submission, verse 8. Son, though he was. Okay, although he was the son of God. So that's, let's, let's make it <laughs> easier to understand, okay? Although he was the son of God, he learned obedience from what he suffered. I said, what? What? You know, he is God. He knows the ways of God, his Father. He, they're in perfect unity, but he has to learn obedience while he was in the form, in a human flesh. Yep. Okay, so how do we learn obedience from what we suffer? Like Jesus, when he was overwhelmed with pressure. Now listen to this. If you recall... Okay, I, I, I'm going to cite to you one incident in scriptures where Jesus was so overwhelmed with pain. Okay? And he was overwhelmed with pressure and he prayed, Not yet, not as I will, but your will be done. In the midst of the storm and pressure, I understand that we have, you know, human beings as we are, we find ways, okay, like BDO. <laughs> we find ways. <laughs> but listen up. He said, Lord, if you're willing, you take this cup from me. I mean, remove this pressure, remove this obligation, remove this responsibility that I am carrying, the load. I know what's going to happen to me. They're going to crucify me. But he said, yet not as I will, your will be done. It's, it's not easy to just yield your life, your will to God. Okay? It's like the pressure that those Afghan brethren we have, those real Bible-believing Afghans right now, in their situation, a lot are trying to flee from Afghanistan. But the ones who really have this big pressure are those people who they believe will be persecuted later. Because we know that the Bible says peace, peace, but there is no peace. We know that the Lord said, uh, mentioned about you will know them by their fruits, meaning to say, even if you try to be good, if you're not good, <laughs> it will still show up how bad you are. Because a bad tree will bring forth bad fruit. A good tree will bring forth good fruit. So if a bad tree is trying to show good fruit, that's not, that's not true. <laughs> One day, it will show. You know, you really don't know. I mean, sometimes you buy fruits in the market and it's, it's not ripe yet. But, you know, when it ripens, you, you see if it is good or not. Or it was, you know, picked uh, 
before its time or it was you know taken from the tree earlier than you know so here's the thing friends so Luke 22:41 to 44 says he withdrew Jesus withdrew about a stone throw beyond the disciples knelt down and prayed he said in verse 42 father if you are willing take this cup from me yet not as i will but yours be done and then verse 43 says, An angel from heaven appeared to him. To what? To strengthen him. And being in anguish, great anguish, okay? Being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Now, other people says, Oh, because of his anguish, he was sweating with blood. No, 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 no. He was not really sweating with blood, but it's possible there is little blood because, you know, sweat. There's so much pressure, but whatever. But the Bible says, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. What an anguish was that, right? <laughs> great, great emotional pain. So, with so much overwhelming emotional pressure, okay, and Jesus, you know, prayed to God, cried out to God, Father, if you're willing, take this government, but not yet, not as I will, you were. So, meaning, when we suffer, we cry to God in prayer, we vent our case, we, we, you know, we, we, we plead to God, but in the end, yield to His will. We say, yet not as I will, but your will be done. So, when we say, yet not as I will, but your will be done, then we learn obedience. We learn submission. Okay? Uh, we learn dependence on God. Amen? We become more dependent on God, okay, through our sufferings. Hallelujah! Okay? So, we go through sufferings, difficulties, trials to train us to become what? Dependent on God. Intimate with God. So, and, and, and this crying thing, crying is an is an expression, okay? Expression that comes from within. It's like a valve, a control valve to control the overflow of our emotions, okay? And also it builds attachment bond with our Creator, amen? We believe it is high time for believers to learn how to manage or how to handle emotions, emotional st stresses. Stressors, stressors, <laughs> all stress, okay? Because chronic stress is not a joke, okay? That is something that you, you, you don't want to happen to you, chronic stress, okay? Those who are, who are in the medical field, they understand what chronic stress means. Uh, a good thing about today is that, you know, you can easily, you know, browse it in the internet and research on chronic stress, you don't want that to happen to you. That's why we're teaching you some of the tips or biblical ways how to handle this. Okay, so two points for today about forgiving and about crying the night away. Yes, about crying. And we showed you the relationship of what? The suffering, comfort, endurance, obedience, <laughs> dependence on God. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash mfcdvo 
or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook, where we also stream our church service. Again, that's facebook.com slash MFCDVO. We hope to see you there. God bless.